explain what I said. Yeah. We're gonna. So we do bring up SNL. Well, yeah, I'll bring it up. As you bring it up when you when you yeah. want. We, we we won't do nothing. I, I have an idea of how I want to bring it up. All right. Because we don't really have like any set form to this. We just kind of like cut it on and just start bullshitting. Okay. And as things come up, we talk about them. All right. Hey, we're live. <laughs> there we go. We don't have any fancy intros or no, anything. No, none of the. Uh, hey, everybody! Yeah, yeah, no radio radio guy voice. No, it's, it's just free form. Holy shit, we are popping and hissing. We, uh, I actually did a, a sitcom pilot called Radio Gods, and uh, Paul Provenza and Rick Overton play two radio guys, and Rick Overton is the guy with the voice who does okay. that. <laughs> We came up with a backstory that he actually worked on cars. Okay. And blew his eardrums out, and that's why he <laughs> talks too loud. We have a friend that does the exact same thing. Yeah, in the car. He's just, he's just an alcoholic. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But he gets like, super excited. His voice is very loud and crisp. Like there's no like crackle to it. Uh, you could hear it from a block away yeah. easily. <laughs> so, how do you pronounce your last name again? Joffy. Joffy. Like coffee almost. Okay. Right? Jerry Joffy. Jerry, Jerry Joffy. Joffy. Yeah, yeah, John and your... Travis. Travis. Thank yes, you, sir. Travis. Not a problem. So Jerry's father is a professional wrestler. I don't know if you guys no are... No way. Uh, way. Not, like professional professional. Professional professional. For who? The old what days. Company? Well, he's in his 70s now, okay. but he's wrestled for everybody, including the WWF. Really? But... but uh, he ran his own promotion for about 10 years also called Bruiser Bedlam. Nice. He wrestled with Dick the Bruiser... He, he wrestled for WWF, the Wildlife Federation. Yeah, yeah, the world, yeah. The world <laughs> he's a panda wrestler. He, he yeah, he used pants. to punch yeah. pandas right in the dick. <laughs> so who's your dad? Dr. Jerry Graham. Okay. Mm. I used to be in a wrestling big time back in the 80s. My dad was a taxi driver, so we used to ride in the car with like Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior. And sure. Sting. No way. Yeah, so like, we used to always hang out with those guys. But um, oh yeah, brother. When <laughs> I was like you 12, you take me to the deli. That's how Travis, yeah. Travis gave his first blowjob. I want some cigarettes. They were probably the most unhealthy people, even oh. though they were oh, covered they were the in worst. muscles. Yeah, they were, uh, worst. they were monsters. Had dinner with Mr. Fuji. Mr. Fuji, okay. and he ate an entire bowl of just straight garlic. <laughs> what? Yeah. Was it at least cooked? I don't I don't just remember. Wrong. I just know it was fucking just garlic in this bowl. <laughs> and he's just shoveling it in with chopsticks. And he was like, that makes people get away from you when you're talking to them. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm thinking like, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. Uh, can you leave the table? <laughs> <laughs> and then he, he wrapped his cane around my brother's neck and goes, uh, you need to get you a cane. People respect people with a cane. And that, now I'm thinking, yeah, and people with bad breath and a cane is like yeah. double, double whammy. Oh, yeah. Get the fuck away. My my old roommate used to. He's a bartender in uh, New York City, and I don't know if you guys watch Three's Company, but Mr. Angelino used to come in all the time. Okay, that's such a weird <laughs> like. <laughs> Mr. Angelino, suddenly I'm feeling very young. So that <laughs> <laughs> well, Three's Company was kind of right. early '80s, right? So I mean, I only remember the the reruns, but I yeah. loved them. Yeah, I watched a lot about it. I don't remember a whole whole lot about it. I just remember it was, was John Ritter, and, um, and there was always a big the thigh master boob. lady. I watched yeah, it every blonde. week. Don't even know who that is. <laughs> and then a woman who looked like <laughs> Pat Benatar. Yes, yeah. yes. We were young, Janet. <laughs> Janet, like I will immediately judge someone whether they liked Janet or Chrissy. Right. <laughs> I'll make my assumption on them. That's like the first TV show to like just insinuate threesomes probably happened. Right. Yeah. Well, but, and it was, I mean, Jack, Mr. Roper and Mr. Furley thought Jack was gay. Do you remember how he <laughs> became their roommate? Yes. 
Like, how weird of an intro to a show? Like, why are we talking about this? <laughs> yeah, we found him passed out we in the tub. New topic for he this crawled podcast. through their bathroom window, passed out in their bathtub, like, drunk, <laughs> and then just became their roommate. <laughs> like, like, hey. Something hey. you would do. Yeah. Like, uh, see, it's not, I've it's done not it fake. It's all right. Okay. So I got the house that I'm at now. How the fuck we talk about Three's Company like it just happened? Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I'm very no topical. It's no Barney okay. Miller, but it's okay. I'm very topical. You know, I'm some Mr. Ed was a fucking Some crazy things horse. have shelf lives. This does not. It's <laughs> no. But see, that's what I like about our, like, but we, we just, it's literally whatever. Mm. What? This podcast. The podcast? Oh, yeah. yeah. There's no structure. No. At all. <laughs> that's what makes it entertaining. Like, <laughs> like fucking Three's Company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what other podcasts is I'm talking about three, com- three well, companies right now? From now on, that's what this podcast that's our, is that's about. Your it should open with You'll be the only three company three's company podcast. Guys, come and knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. <laughs> you can probably still get half the cast to come in and talk. <laughs> yeah. Well, the ones who are still alive. <laughs> well, I hope is dead. The buried them. <laughs> <laughs> So, Mark Riccadonna. Yes. You have hey, you a, got it right this yes, time. Yes, I called you Mark Riccadonna <laughs> Sunday night. Why not? And as I walked by, I went, I said your name wrong. It just kept on going, but like, I don't even know if you heard me. No, um, I did, but the thing is, is nobody in the audience knew. No. <laughs> nobody knows me. Yeah. It's, it's fine. You could no, have called me. It's only me. the second time in my whole career that I've like got the name wrong. Mm-hmm. I used to have a manager that called me Rick. <laughs> really? He was in control of my career. He didn't know my name. And he really just called you Rick. He'd always call me Rick. Yo, Rick. Uh, and I thought at first, like, because people yeah. would call me Rick because my last name's Rick Adana. But then I realized I don't think he knows. No, he's, he my just, real name is. He's Mark. already said it for too long. And he yeah. Went, no, it's just my nickname for it. <laughs> I almost brought up Marina Franklin one night as Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> that well, I mean, she does look like him. <laughs> no, she's, she's a lot better looking than Benjamin. Was. Less of a beard. Um, no, but like, I remember when I was going to bring her. This is West Virginia in Huntington, and Whoa. I was like, "Your next comic is." Uh, and all I could think was Benjamin Franklin. I'm like, God, I didn't say it. And my buddy Jim goes, Marina, you idiot. And I went, Marina Franklin. Like, but I'm he knew exactly where you got started. Oh, oh, he knew it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a idiot. I, I got to be honest, though. Uh, hosting is like, I love hosting going up first and like setting the table for yeah. the other comics. Like, I really enjoy that. But I have a, a horrible fear of messing up everybody's name yeah and i also have uh there's an actual term for it but i'm not even going to try to think of it but where you know what the word is but you just can't pronounce it right Mm -hmm. oh yeah and it's like i know what it is i know what it sounds like but it's not gonna come out right Uh, like my tongue stops like uh, we're not gonna listen to the brain that's what's gonna happen to me every time from now on (laughs) just now that i know about it (laughs) it's a real thing (laughs) yeah and uh I, i in the city hosting's the best spot in New York City because really? it pays the most. Really? And you're there mm-hmm. the whole time. Spots in the city during the week are 25 bucks and hosting's 100. Damn. Wow. So that's a big difference. I'm always hey, I'll host, <laughs> yeah. you know. But uh the reason the spots are only 25 is you can run around and do like six spots. Yeah. Gotcha. You know? yeah. So it's the like the host you're there all night. Yeah, you, you have know. to commit. Now, how long does it take to get to the level of where you can go do that many mics? Um well, yeah, the, I'll say we have a friend that Thinks he's going to move out to New Jersey and just jump right in. Yeah, just be no. right there. I'm do with 12 the boys. mics a night, and I'm like, eh, probably not. Yeah, but he's like maybe two years. Open in. mics, yeah, I'm sure he can. Um, but maybe. real paid spots, uh, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. guys that are you know 
David Tell's doing six spots a night. Yeah. A new guy's not. You know, <laughs> like, I mean, that's the problem with New York City is you can be the greatest comic in Ohio and yep. then you move to New York yep. and you realize you're competing yeah. against David Tell for yeah. a spot. Number 733. Yeah. And it's, I, I started in New York. So it was like a really weird thing that it was like, uh, and a lot of people thought I was way further than I was because of the company I kept. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so people <laughs> thought I was like somebody high on the food chain. Gotcha. But I wasn't. I, you, I was new. Do you think it was better that you started in New York? Or? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody from Burton, Ohio. Uh-oh. That's probably the scammer that called Travis. Yeah. You guys get... <laughs> I had some guy call me telling me I was going to jail and getting my license suspended. Yeah, like, we tried to call him back on air, but he didn't <sighs> answer the phone. Yeah. We were so, hoping. He sounded I, legit as fuck, but... I had a scammer hit me up on Facebook and uh, saying that she worked for... Chase Manhattan and oh all this God. stuff, but like misspelled a bunch of shit. <laughs> yeah, and then like that's on the, always the first key. And then on the address, it said like USA, New York. I was like, <laughs> nobody does that. <laughs> so I kept trying to video call them, and I had my ass out, and I was just gonna <laughs> have them talk to my just ass, daring them to answer. <laughs> and they kept hanging up, you know, and then wrote like, no, just email me. And I'm like, but I got questions. Yeah. I wanted so bad for them to just open up the thing and just see my hairy ass. It's like the world's worst chat roulette. Just like <laughs> it depends on who you ask. Yeah, yeah. There's probably a few people that were into it. Telemarketer roulette. Whoever sees your ass wins. <laughs> I'll pay you now because you looked at my ass. <laughs> so I feel guilty. And now, as a comic in Southern Ohio, you guys are close to Cincinnati. You got Dayton. You got yep. Columbus. Yep. But is there a lot of workout rooms? Is there a lot of play? I mean, I Im- imagine the funny bones are the ones you go for. They're pretty no, much all yeah. workout rooms. Funny bones are pretty much, at least in Dayton, they're done. They don't do anything for the local scene anymore. Mm. They no. Don't, they don't have a contest. They don't have an open mic. If you're not already on her like checklist for hosts, then you're not getting work there, really. Nah. Yeah. So we we have a bunch of mics that pop up. We have a, like a Monday night, a Tuesday night mic. A, yep. There's a new one that it, starts tonight. There's one on very Thursdays. Local, locally ran. Okay. Comics putting up their own shows. I've noticed the road Wiley's. versus the city is like the term open mic when you're on the road is actually kind of a legit show. Oh, but really? if you're in New York City and you say like I'm going to an open mic, it's like ooh, no, that's yeah. brutal. Here, open mic is open mic. Anybody can go up. It's oh like no! But there's no audience. Oh god! There's no. No, no people have to pay to go up and stuff. I'm like, I can't believe people do this yeah. crap. If I was starting now, I probably wouldn't do comedy. Yeah, yeah we did a mic last night in um, Piqua that probably had twelve people. Oh, that's generous. And that's saying, that's good. And, 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 but yeah. the bar could probably hold with three hundred. Oh it's, yeah, it's like this okay. gigantic <laughs> area, and they're um, all spread out. But there's a there's a girl there's a woman in um, Chillicothe, Ohio named Lori who puts on really good shows. Chillicothe. She has a good following. She's been doing it for a while. So I mean, you might go to a show. It's fifty people, but the room is intimate. Yeah. You know, so it's it's a nice scalper night. Yeah. yeah. Chillicothe. And she pays all the comics. She, she pays pretty good. And nice. She knows what she's um, doing. She puts really. You never do a show for her where there's no audience. So she's well, like that's cool. So she gets more work than like the local Funny Bone does for local comics. So yeah. which is nice. And awesome. we have Wileys. Um, yeah, we have Wileys, but I mean, it's it. 
seriously feels like it's on its last leg. Like uh, it could, the week. doors could close any minute. Yeah, so. you show up and there might be a padlock. Yep. <laughs> I've <laughs> never kinda, been there. I don't it's know. It's kind of so. what we're waiting for. You know, if they booked me, I'd be like, it's the greatest club ever. No. <laughs> Until you get there Friday and there's seven people in the crowd. Yes. Hey, as long as the check clears. Yes, yes. Well, they will, uh, I'm not going to get into their business side of things. Yeah. I'm going to leave that alone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, uh, we made a blackboard. So, I mean, do you guys do a lot of, like, benefits kind of shows, like VFWs and uh, fire halls? There's a couple of, the, like the VFW or? Moose Lodges are pretty much, there's like uh, four guys that run most run of them in this them. area. Okay. And it's, again, it's basically. See, I kind of like those shows more. Uh, I've never done one. I, I I've, heard they're, I've heard they're good. Because everybody's coming out to see comedy, comedy yeah. and for a good cause. You yeah. know, they're raising money for. The guy whose house burnt down, so they're like, we got to go out and we're going to support them. And it's yeah. going to, you know, and it's like, they're, they're a lot of fun. Uh, club shows sometimes are, are very pressure filled because, mm-hmm. like, you you know, you want to do what you want to do, but you also, like, oh, I got to do greatest hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> make sure, yeah. Make sure the, they like you, make the sure the club wants true. you back. Yeah. So, what also, we're running through right now is, I'm sorry. I was going to say, also, clubs, you know, a great club and a great show is a great show, but you can also get. Unlike a benefit or VHW Elks or something, people who don't want to be there. Yeah. Like the guy, girlfriend, girlfriend has dragged yeah. him to the comedy club yeah. or yeah. at someone's bachelorette party, but most of the people at the table don't care about the comedy show. Yeah. So you got that. Oddly, there can be like half the audience in the club don't care Not about really. comedy. Yeah. You could have I mean, a better show, show at the Moose. The show we did yeah. Wednesday, yeah. man. Definitely. I felt we got off stage and I didn't feel that amazing about the sh- my set. And Where then all these at? people came up. I was like, that was great. Like, Where, was really? That? Was that Liberty? Yeah. Okay. Like, like, did you guys should have fucking laughed yeah, a little? Yeah. Could you maybe give a little feedback? I'm up there like, there? I was a minute away from blowing my brains out <laughs> on stage. And meanwhile, I've, I've been I to a show like that where, like, the people in the crowd, oh, I didn't want to disturb you. <laughs> like, that's what we're here for is for you to laugh. Please yeah. do so at any point. Yeah. <laughs> but generally, see, my experience with the Funny Bones, I mean, I've worked them for the last 12 years, like off and on. Like my experience is like you have Friday and Saturday are your meat shows. Like they're the ones mm-hmm. that you're supposed to have the most fun. We used to do, used to do Wednesday through Sunday was the, was the schedule. Yeah. Wednesday through yeah. Sunday. You do a Wednesday one show, Thursday one show, then two and two and one. Um, but then like Wednesday was kind of like uh, – Maybe maybe seventy people because it was just Wednesday. <laughs> oh, but then Thursday, only seventy. Well, in a three hundred seat <laughs> venue, it looks small. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And then like Thursday was like, all right, they're loosening up Friday. That's usually night. what I say in the bedroom. Uh, <laughs> pull it's, pull it out. I'm like, wow, it's people. the room size. It, yeah, it's, it only looks small because it's a Wednesday. Trust yeah. me. Yeah, it's a Wednesday. It's an <laughs> that makes my dick look tiny. Um, no, and they. This is a big room. See, for, see, it it's was a like big room, man. Friday, both shows were good. Saturday, first show was good, but Saturday, second show was like, I hate this one because they've already been they've already been drinking. Oh, you know, yeah. they're more rowdy, which it was give or take. And then Sunday mm. was always like, huh, again. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. nothing but, like ending so the week and mediocre. Oh, dude, I got spoiled like a motherfucker. <laughs> like, I started off doing nothing but funny bones. Yeah, that's mm. awesome. You know, that's like great. The, I would do open mics during the week just to like try new jokes, and then the weekends I was working clubs, which is very odd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, to start off like that, but I got lucky. Um, Great, yeah. I got to meet a lot of people back then too, so kind of helped out. Yeah, see, I'm four years in, and I've still not even hosted a weekend yet. So, mm. four I'm years on the so I'm on the other end of it. Yeah, he got he rocketed in the beginning, and I had a very 
I opened for Eddie Griffin <laughs> after like six months of doing stand-up. Nice. It was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, yes, but you were on a big show. Yeah, yeah we've, early. we've told this story before yeah. on another podcast. So. But yeah, so I mean, like it was it was a weird catapult, and, and personally, uh, a lot of comics I tell them now, like you will get an ego, but you need to understand that you have one. Like if things happen too fast for you, like you'll get one as long as you know you know it's there, you can keep it down. Yeah, you can keep it in check. Yeah. So like back then, I didn't know I was getting an ego. And I was getting very like cocky. Yeah, and I look back were, and go, "Okay, this like, is why those people hated me." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know what? You learn doing this shit, and so, I I kind of <coughs> learned uh, before I even started doing stand up because I worked at a comedy club. All the guys who were insanely talented, like really good comics, were all cool. Mm-hmm. All the ones that were like insecure and not that good, but they were giving getting shots, were the ones who had the big diva attitudes. Yeah. See, I wasn't diva like club. I go. I was. I respect. No, he's, hold on. He's just trying to say you're not that. No. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I like to like. What is, I like to help you're not new comics between the right lines here. <laughs> yeah. No. I'm. I'm really. I really like new comics. Like I like giving advice because I want to see people succeed. Yeah. Mm. But a lot of times my advice comes off, and they kind of shrug it off like, oh, you don't know what you're saying. Yeah. I'm like, no, dude, I fucking live through it. I can like, honestly say I've learned a lot just by going to shows with Travis. Like, so. just take my advice, dude. Like, you might hate it, uh, yeah. but, but like, a few years down the road, you Do as I say, not as I do. I feel like not enough. <laughs> That's me. I feel like not enough younger, like, new comics do that. They don't, like, uh, listen to the people that have been there before. When I started, it was we were all sponges, man. We just yeah. soaked in every single yeah, thing. We never shows, asked not for on. anything. Yeah. Like you, as a comic, it was almost embarrassing if you went up to a headliner and was like, "Hey, man, I want to open for you." Yeah, you would like oh, like you that? feel embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> no, nowadays it's the complete opposite. Now yeah. you have to ask for everything. Yeah, that's, uh, mm-hmm. I was when I first started. I was told, you know, you don't ask, you'll be given. Yeah, so, we're also told to not, you know, the don't ask, it'll be given you. Just be so funny that they yeah, have to get you. Yeah. And now it's like kids that are completely not ready are auditioning for yeah, major Because shit. they have mm-hmm. 7,000 Twitter followers. Yeah, you, there's two kind of justification. Are you good on stage and do you have social media? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, it's weird. And, you know, like you strive to get good credit to get good credits and yeah. to do stuff. And then all of a sudden you realize it doesn't matter. I think it was Mike Somerville told some comic, they were like, you know, are you legit? And he said, well, I mean, I've been on Letterman four times. And the guy goes, is that a podcast? Is that on YouTube? Yeah. And it's Jeez, like, did he hit him? You don't know Letterman? <laughs> like, did he hit him? I would have hit him. <laughs> I've got a friend right now who's been on Leno, Letterman, and Ferguson, and no one knows who he is. Yeah. They're you know? just Like, it's sad. It's so weird. It's so weird. It's so yeah. fucking funny and clean. And for a clean comic, be, is like to me, is like sure, that's your own paycheck. You write your own check, but yeah, for some reason, dude, it just kind of gets overlooked and like it's horrible. And that used to be the goal. It was like once you got on Letterman, like that was you did yeah, it. You're, yeah, well, I mean, back in the old days, yeah. it was like if you did Carson, Carson yeah. your year yeah. was booked. Yep. Yeah, yep. And if he if he told you to come over and sit on the couch, yeah, your money went up. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and it's uh, that that I'm dying up here. That show. Oh, I love that show. It's but it's like you know that's what it was. You know, yeah. like if you got your shot, your career's made. I wonder if there's going to be. Go ahead. Well, it's also um, with Carson, especially going back to the 
time that that show was set in, so it's like the mid 70s, mm-hmm. that's before the comedy club boom. So yeah. you couldn't go on Carson and then like do the funny bones. Yeah. You would have to go on to Carson and then book a bunch of clubs one by one, like yeah. a Playboy club or a country club. Book your own tour. And yeah. yeah. So that <laughs> was the only way to launch yourself in because you couldn't call the Playboy Club in Chicago and just say, hey, I'm Bill. You, but if you had been on Carson, yeah. that was the one thing everybody knew. That's your do- foot so it door. could open doors for you. Yeah. That's wild. See, that's you why get, a lot do of you guys book your own tours? Yeah. You do? I, uh, I have a manager, and he's great. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's funny. I, you build these personal relationships when you're out on the road. Mm-hmm. So it's like if I call, I because I don't bother people, I tend to – get through or yeah. if i email i get a response yeah because it's not coming from your manager yeah it's and it's a, it's also i don't bug people i don't yeah if, if it's like after two times you don't return my email all right yeah i'm kind of the same way, i go somewhere else i'm down here <laughs> it doesn't matter i mean yeah. the thing is is like and you know i always get guys that are like can you talk to this guy for me and i'm like no that's why i have <laughs> yeah. a good relationship with yeah, this because i don't pull, i yeah. don't bother people i tried it my best i was a booker before i did stand up i booked a club in new york city okay and i know what it's like to get bombarded (laughs) and it's like i will vouch for someone but it has to be like completely organic yeah it can't be like okay let me call the club and tell them about Mm -hmm. steve (laughs) You know, like, hey, <laughs> you should really check out this comic. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, wait, okay, I got to yeah. worry about my own booking. <laughs> Who is this again? <laughs> How long have y'all been doing it again? So uh, it's been a l- right around 14 years. Okay. This is Jerry, the world's most highly educated stand-up comedian, <laughs> and I've been doing this for about 10 years. Okay. Okay. I saw uh, that in one of your uh, YouTube clips. Yes. <laughs> Where did that come from, that, uh, that intro or that uh, – uh, two things. One, I am, in fact, the world's most highly educated stand-up comedian. Okay. And two, uh, my father is a professional wrestler, though he's in his 70s now. He was big in the 70s and 80s. And uh, his moniker when he wrestled was Dr. Jerry Graham, and he would call himself the world's most highly educated nice. professional wrestler. Okay. Nice. So it's also an homage to my father and his wrestling career. Okay. That's cool. And he also has quizzes at the end of his show. Really? Oh. <laughs> so, so you're saying you're highly like, so I mean, do you have like a ton of like? like I have a PhD. Okay. Uh, and I've taught at universities in three different countries. Okay. And I have a, I have more publications than John has tattoos. Nice. Two. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes, laughs> <I do. laughs> That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I was just wondering where it came from, and now yep. it's like it's it's, it's legit. It's yeah. a legit statement. Sure. <laughs> and <laughs> with that and fifty cents, you can buy a cup of coffee in nineteen fifty four. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so, with uh, you know all your educational background, mm-hmm. what made you want to get into stand up? Well, my uh, PhD and all of my teaching is in theater. I run the drama department at a college. Okay, so in it's Cleveland. all worthless. Okay. Yeah, so, I, so I, I try to find as many worthless things to do at the same time. I you just know. I'm a collector. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I like the title. No. Uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, so, have you ever thought about doing like a competition, like a, a to see if you actually are the most highly educated comedian? Like maybe a competition throughout the. 
There, there I'll tell you a that? funny story. I say, I'm when, dumb, I first, so. when I first <laughs> started, least educated comedian. <laughs> I dropped out. He can't even spell grade, so. comedian. Um, <laughs> that's why he has Nintendo as a tattoo. So if someone yeah. asks what his favorite game system is, it's actually is, spelled can, wrong. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I first started calling myself that seven or eight years ago, and again, we're comedians. They're supposed to be a little about a week, a week when you say that, you yeah. know, and also. It meant something to me and my father. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of comedians, and I'm not going to say who, Mark, but you know them, who were mad at me. Called you Like, up. what makes you so? <laughs> and one of those dudes, who's a nice guy, has been on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And they he's do. like, I want $100,000 on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? What makes you smarter than me? Like, it became this, like... Well, I have a diploma. Use me as your phone a friend. (laughs) (laughs) If he had, he'd have more than $100,000, by the way. (laughs) The wrong phone a friend. That's funny. (laughs) Fuck, that's cool. You had a friend who won 100 grand on a TV show. That's Uh, another one of my friends uh, who does open mics in Cleveland uh, is a Jeopardy champion, also. Nice. And I, this, and I do a, I do do a trivia podcast by the way. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah. it's it's fun. What's the name of it? Gold Star Classroom. Okay, I'll say all all seventeen people that listen to this one, <laughs> <laughs> go check it out. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> For plugging, drinks, jokes, and storytelling. <laughs> yeah, you plug all you want. Yeah. I was to, uh, Nobody will listen to it, so plug no. all you want. It'll, we'll eventually get backlogged, and uh, people will listen to us. Yeah, they'll catch up. So. <laughs> um, so I was going to ask you about your the movie. That, oh, um, yeah, so yeah. The Days of Power. Yeah, that was released this week or sometime in the past, depending when you're listening. <laughs> and uh, it, It's on demand. We had a theater release. It was out in theaters, and now it's uh, – and actually, we did a pre-release with, and Jerry hosted the Q and A on it, and we did it in Akron, Ohio, which was kind of funny because we did like New York, Nashville, L.A., and Akron. Because yeah. <laughs> I watched the trailer for it on YouTube, and it and it looks it looks like very interesting. Like it, it, it said, based on true events. Now, is that true? Or is that just yes. thrown in there? Um, no, it it is based on this is what really happens at um, Puppy Mills. Okay. We just had a scenario. It's kind of like a reality show. Yeah. yeah, this is all real, but it's cooked up. Yeah. Okay. You know, so it's like made it look better. Yeah. Yeah. Made it more more entertaining. Okay. But um, it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's uh, it's funny because a lot of my friends who are you know I went to acting school with and stuff. They would. They were like, "This is like a horror movie." They think it's a horror movie, and I'm like, "It is, but it's more like a thriller. It's not like slasher horror." Yeah, it's not like a, like a suspense thriller. Yeah. Like, when I watched the trailer of it, but yeah. I saw Eric Roberts was in the trailer. Yeah. And I was like, "What?" I was like, "Okay." He's like, very cool. Yeah, he, he seems like, like he seems like it. He, him, and his wife were both in. It. His son was in it. Okay. Um, his son's a really great musician. Uh, I had no idea. But did, uh, did his sister play one of the dogs? <laughs> she could have. <laughs> Julia Roberts as Terrier number three. <laughs> no, that's yeah. No, it look it looks really good. Like I'm hopefully I can find it somewhere and watch it. Yeah, it was, I, I mean it's on, it's on. It's <laughs> on. Yeah, Amazon. It's on all the yeah, on demand. Go on the is what he's saying. <laughs> he probably can. <laughs> Someone steal this for me. Yeah. No. <laughs> but I like it, it was weird. I we shot it a few years ago, and now it's finally coming out. It's, okay. You you don't realize how long everything takes. Yeah. So it was like I shot that and another film that was a horror comedy, and that one's not out yet. And then we also shot a TV pilot um, that we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast. But um, like all of this happened within like a f- three year range, 
and then all this other stuff happens and you lose track of like yeah what's going on yeah. and it's like <laughs> now i know i like you know people who like actually have like careers have like a, <laughs> a, a, people that take care yeah of that take yeah. care of everything because yeah. i'm like people are asking questions like of, you know when we shot it and all this stuff i'm like Oh shit! <laughs> I don't know. I'll check my notes. Real quick. <laughs> you gotta have like a backlog calendar. I suppose we talked about it earlier. Uh, the I was writing for Weekend Update. Okay. And um, but uh, in the comedy community, so many people lie about credits mm-hmm. that everything gets expanded upon and like changed. So it was like I was r- submitting for it, and I got a couple jokes on. But, like, I just did a newspaper article, and then it just came out, and they were like, he's a – I forget what they wrote, but basically it sounded like he's, like, a head writer on Saturday. Yeah. I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, where am I? <laughs> Shit. I don't think anyone in the cast even knows uh, who I am. <laughs> I'm late for a writer's meeting. <laughs> so how, do you, how did you go about submitting uh, so, um, so all just what basically happened was uh, Michael Che uh, put together a group of guys that submit, mm-hmm. and it's like me, this other guy, Stan Stankos, and uh, Kevin Brennan, and that. Nicole Corcolas, and we all write together and then submit uh, through through Shea. Through Shea. So it's uh, nice. like the check that came actually wasn't from – NBC. Oh. It was through Colin Jost. Oh. So I was like, it's still cool. Yeah. <laughs> the, as long as it cashes. Yeah. As as, <laughs> he's doing pretty well. So I'm sure. I met Colin be. when he was working with Steve Byrne. Yeah. And uh, he was weird when I met him. Like, yeah, I, he's a weird guy. And he was like, I was sitting up in my window in my hotel room just looking out over the city writing jokes. I'm like, that's seems weird to th- just throw out there like that to like in conversation you know just, just <laughs> talk about like what we went to eat and it was like it was almost like it was doing like a like a monologue yeah almost <laughs> like a monologue <laughs> to us in conversation i was like okay but i was uh <laughs> he was he was pretty funny i don't remember a lot of his stand-up but he's the actual host of um he's he's the he head the, of the news okay yeah he's uh i don't watch that much anymore like yeah, yeah i, I mean well, once you get in the comedy it's like you know uh, we're kind of busy Saturday night. I, yeah. barely, I barely watch TV anymore. Mm-hmm. If yeah. I watch anything, it's on Netflix, and I binge it after it's been on for three years. Like, yeah. you have to catch, I've never watched Game of Thrones. I haven't either. So I know just What's one day I'll have TV? like probably 70 or 80 hours of TV to watch. <laughs> I'll just fucking veg out for a few weeks. But We were singing some deal on the way here, yeah, speaking so. of Game of Thrones. <laughs> well, Game of Thrones is like that. You have that friend who any time they try to get you to watch a movie or something – They'll say what's great about it, mm-hmm. and at the end they'll say, "And there's tits." They're like there's dragons and there's swords and there's just a badass guy. And there's a huge fight. Oh, and there's lots of tits on the show. Yeah. But what they That's don't like tell you is it's a barbarian like, guy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or and a lot of incest apparently. Yeah, really. Oh yeah. That's what I've heard. Incest and tits. And not just incest. In a lot of <laughs> yeah. incest. It's almost like purely. It was filmed. <laughs> they, they filmed <laughs> it in Kentucky and West Virginia. <laughs> They didn't have to shave anyone. No. <laughs> <laughs> that, right, that's that's where they use that DNA website as a dating yeah, website. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit, that's funny. <laughs> so you uh, do you guys have any shows that are your go-to shows that you watch? I mean, you said that the Netflix oh, watch, binge. Yeah. Um I do I like Shameless. That's mm. a good one. Um of course, The Walking Dead. I'm waiting for the new season to populate. Probably already has, <laughs> so I can watch that one. Um, it has. I watched all the Breaking Bad when mm-hmm. the last season started. 
Ah, that's a probably smart way to do it. So by the time I was finished, the new season was on, and I could just kind of go through it. Um, I'm really behind, so when people start talking about shit, I have no idea. Everybody was hyping it up so much, I'm like, I can't watch it. I fucking loved it. It started off kind of slow, but then all of a sudden, like, I'm sitting there watching seven episodes in a row going, (laughs) I have done nothing today. But I, I am happy. I yeah, watched, they like, go buy diapers. I watched like the first four seasons, and I was just like, I get it. It's, they just keep doing the same thing over and over. New people come in, and old people go mm. away, and it's just. And now I have recently started trying to watch some of the Black Mirror. Have I you don't seen that. I don't one? know. I that. That. It's no. It's not a season that continuously runs in epi- yeah, every like episode. Is different. Yeah, it's an anthology yeah. show. Every yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, Twilight Zone or something. Yeah. Oh. It basically is like a new Twilight Zone right. almost. Um, it's very far-fetched ideas. And you're watching, you're like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> and the next episode has nothing to do with the one prior. So yeah. Nice. Same actors, though. Same actors. Some of them. I only watched one episode of that because a friend said specifically, you should watch. And then he said, like, season two, episode two. Like, you should go watch that. So I went home and watched it. And I'm thinking the whole time, why did he recommend this one? Like, yeah, what is it this in this one, yeah. episode yeah. that reminded him of me? gay porn. And I couldn't, well, <laughs> there wasn't even any gay porn, so I couldn't figure it out. So I called gay him the next day, like, why porn. was this the episode? And he goes, which episode? I said, season two, episode two. He goes, no, no, you're supposed to watch season three, episode two. So I'm watching the wrong one, oh, wondering God. why he thought this one <laughs> related to me somehow. <laughs> so what did it end up being? I, n- I never watched the other one because I gave up. <laughs> <You're like, laughs> What's the one that you watched, though? What was that one about? I don't remember. Oh. I don't remember. I wish I c- had a more interesting conclusion. Some to guy just like taxidermy and babies or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, I really what? thought you would like this. It was about <laughs> kitty porn. I was really thrown off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am a big fan of iRobot. Or not iRobot, Mr. Robot. <laughs> Mr. Robot. <laughs> iRobot. <laughs> iMr. I, Robot. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, uh, did you guys have you watched Brockmire? Watch it. It's on IFC. It is hysterical. Hank Azaria, he's okay. a sports uh, like calls uh, for the St. Louis Cardinals, and he catches his wife <laughs> banging the neighbor. So the next day he comes into the booth to announce the game, and he locks the door and just downs whiskey. <laughs> and he's on. He's like. You know, counts two and two. So yesterday I walked in and uh, <laughs> I came home a little early and uh, my wife, oh, that's a strike. Uh, <laughs> and she was fucking the neighbor. I mean, strap on dildo, plowing him in the ass. <laughs> like You just see everybody freaking out. <laughs> just a bit outside. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like calling the game perfectly that's straight. Funny. That's funny. That's good. And so he gets kicked out of the country while he <laughs> leaves the country and it, it just. It's fucking nuts. I mean, at one point, they snort up a Plan B pill. <laughs> what if, does that work? Would it work? <laughs> I don't know. Well, if you have I any tumors, it clears them yeah. up. It is a $50 pill. <laughs> um, but there's so many good shows coming on now. Like yeah, Netflix, we're in a, Netflix is destroying it. We're in a renaissance of television, man. It's, and it's so good. Yeah. It's so, but like at the same time, like... When will that steam stop? Like Netflix seems to be on this trail of like we're gonna fuck, we're gonna burn everything down. Well, Netflix is losing money right now, but they don't care. Yeah, because they know they're gonna make it back. We'll yeah, I mean, <laughs> the the thing that boggles my mind is is that network television is trying to gain younger and younger audiences, and it's yeah, like they don't watch TV. Stick with the older audiences, and mm-hmm. you know, try to make your money. 
because you, you it's a race right now between you and streaming. Yeah. And if streaming's losing money, you guys can keep making it. Yep. It's a I, I, the whole television world. Once I started to get involved in it, I was like, holy shit! I thought you know American politics were screwed up. <laughs> oh, it gets worse. <laughs> I can't imagine. But uh, yeah, so Southern Ohio, baby. Yep. We drove <laughs> through here, and I got to tell you, man, Dayton, you guys are like. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if this is a good house or a bad house. Like <laughs> the house is like. <laughs> I don't know if that's a dumpy house or a nice, <laughs> or beautiful, a rustic. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, it's designed that way. <laughs> Dayton has got its like, kind of where this is all located is kind of the part of town that's a little dilapidated. But you go like five minutes in almost any direction, it starts kind of picking back up. Picking up. And then so. you go another five minutes, and it's trash again. Right. Yeah. It's so such a weird Crack city. house, whorehouse, or mayor's house. Yeah, it's, it's you the can same never place. tell. <laughs> a lot of them, it's both. <laughs> yeah. see, like, All you, of the you, above. You, you played the date Funny mayor. Bone? Uh, I, it was a long time ago. Okay. So, like, when you go to the Liberty Funny Bone, it's all nice looking down it's there. It's beautiful. Yeah. The houses are, like, so insane. It's like you come back in time when you hit Dayton a little bit. Because like everything <laughs> outside, Randy of Newman <laughs> song. Yeah. Everything it's outside of Dayton nice is, is cleaned up. Spend a day, <laughs> Dayton, Ohio, <laughs> on lazy. So are you heading back to Liberty tonight? Is that where you're yeah. going? Yeah. Okay. Are you there yeah. the whole weekend or? No, I'm just uh, just tonight, and then we're actually in uh, Lake Erie College on Friday, mm-hmm. and Saturday we're in Conneaut, Ohio, doing a fundraiser for a baseball team. Gotcha. Mm. And then I fly to Reno, Nevada. See, nice. that's what I, I'm so envious of comics who can book consecutive gigs like that. And, it, <laughs> and it's like almost seems just like you just do it on a weekly basis. You yeah. know, I never learned that part of the of the business. I don't know, man. I, I, I've spent many a times where it's like I needed the gigs and I took the gigs. And then I'm like, why am I driving from <laughs> Virginia yeah. to upstate New York to Boston to Toledo? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, all in a week, and it's like it's yeah. brutal. Um, I know the miles get pulled if you drive. I've put I've put twenty five thousand miles in my car since July twenty ninth. Damn, yeah. not bad, not bad. So, that's <laughs> and that's not even doing a bunch of paid gigs. That's just doing, yeah, going to doing mics. Yep. trying to just, just make sure I can open do mics here and there. Just Ubering. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I, I the other night I posted it on Instagram, but it's so goddamn true. I just posted on a loop, a car view driving <laughs> up a highway yeah and i don't know if you want <laughs> so you want to be a road comic yeah <laughs> this is 75 percent of your day yep. and then my buddy immediately put underneath a picture of his you know knees and ankles being smashed in an airplane seat and goes here's the other 25 <laughs> <laughs> you, I, I would do comedy for free you got to pay me to get there because it's yeah. brutal yeah see that's what we're running to around here is a lot of guys are putting on shows they're making money but they don't want to pay the comics. Mm-hmm. And that's when you guys all have to stand together and go, eh, fuck you. See, yeah. I, I've told people that I'm like, look, we need to go to this guy and go, hey, if you're making three, four hundred bucks and you're not paying the host or the or the headliner, like, you guys kind of wrong, that man. Money. I mean, you should get, I don't give a fuck, it's 50 and 25. Like, something to go, I appreciate you guys' yeah. time. Because I guess. just made money mm-hmm. off of your talent. But a lot of local comics are like, oh, I just need to make sure I could do 20 minutes. I didn't make sure I could do 10. I'm like, yeah, do that at the fucking open mics. Yeah. You just mm-hmm. found out what it's like to have an agent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, there's a guy right now who wants me to headline a show in Cincy. And I was like, is there any money involved? And he's like, no, but you get a $15 bar tab. I'm like, Woo! I don't drink. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what the fuck? Like, 
I'm gonna spend five bucks on one Red Bull and have ten dollars in change left over that I can't spend. Yeah. Like, I, I know I can do twenty. Just get two Red you know. Bulls for the road. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like $10 tip. I want $15 <laughs> in French fries. <laughs> the problem is just, there's not a lot of comics who will go, like, who will say it with me, too, and, like, you can't do that to comics. Because mm-hmm. they're well, all like. They kept trying to unionize in New York. They wanted to make a comedy really? union. Wow. And it was like, A, you're fighting an uphill battle because when you say no, there's 15 guys that are like, fuck it, I'll do it. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's people who actually pay to do comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and it's so, and I mean, uh, there's the the, the scab mentality of like, there was a really great, uh, really great gig going around and we'd pass it around to each other that was uh, like a corporate gig. And we have a group of friends that it's like, hey, if I get one. You'll do it next year, and then you'll, you know, mm-hmm. you pass it to the next guy. Mm-hmm. And it's a big circle of friends, so mm-hmm. it's all going to the same guys anyhow. But then the, a young comic found out about it and went to him. He goes, you're paying them five grand. I'd do it for one. Oh, my God. Well, now nobody's getting five grand again. They're <laughs> yeah. only going to pay one grand. Yeah. And you're going to suck, and they're going to go, comedy's not that good. We shouldn't really yeah, do it we anymore. Should. Maybe right. let's do it. Now band. the gig's gone. Yeah. But you – Screwed everybody out of that mm-hmm. five grand so you could get one grand one time. Yeah. You know, and he was bragging about it. Oh, God, I, made grand. I don't understand that, man. Like I made $1,000 because to him it was a big deal. Yeah. But it's like the, all the other guys were going like, yeah, and now we're never going to make the five grand gig. Yeah. See, that, see, there's so many. I guess the problem is, is like there's not many comics in Dayton who've been doing it that long that can like stand up and like say something. It's all like two, three, and four-year guys who want the stage time. So they'll yeah. drive an hour, two hours to do it for free. When I'm like, just give me 40 or 50 bucks for gas and I'll come do it. Yeah. But like, mm-hmm. I don't want to have to lose money to do your gig. If you're yeah. doing a legit show, you shouldn't lose money. Yeah. I Especially understand when I know they're even. making money. Mm-hmm. When, yeah. he, when he's charging five or 10 bucks at the door and he's not giving any of that money to the comics, like, that's that's not how this shit works. Yeah. So, no, it's, and, but it, until people stand up to him, he's going to get away with yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, they tried to unionize in New York City. And it was like, but the funny thing was, is once the people who were putting it together got what they wanted, they didn't give a shit anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah. all right, we got what we wanted. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Union closed. <laughs> Comedy can be a really fun fucking adventure, man. But like, there's certain things along the way you have to stand up for. If you don't, then it'll never take you. Like, yeah. So. I, well, and it's until you admit to your worth, yeah. you, you'll never, you have to be able to say, no, I've you know what? I one, guess yeah. I won't work yep. until you, I get what I need to work. Don't be scared to say no to a gig. Yeah. And it's hard because, yeah. like, uh, you know, at night, like, if I'm not working, I'm always like, ah, I could have taken that gig. It doesn't pay <laughs> that well, but, like, I could be working. The, yeah. You know, yeah, and I could it's be. Something. And it's the problem with that, you know, the saying, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. And people will try to take advantage of you the whole yeah. time. Because mm-hmm. we have a couple of guys in Indianapolis we go do shows for, and it's an hour, two-hour drive, but mm-hmm. they always give us like 40 bucks for gas. You yeah. know, they might give us a little extra if they make extra, because they don't make a whole lot, yeah. but they make sure you're not losing. Mm-hmm. And if we carpool, they'll give you 50 bucks for gas for bringing everybody. Yeah. So like, I'm like, you know, that's cool. I'll, I, I want to mm-hmm. come to your show. That way, if you get more shows down the road, you remember me, yeah. and then maybe I'll get a $200 gig or whatever it's going to be. I can, yeah, get you in. Yeah. But then again, there is the opposite, and we're discussing on the car ride here. I book uh, a friend of mine owns this music venue, and uh, they do comedy once in a while. 
and it pays. And it's not the greatest paycheck in the world, but it's a one nighter, and you're making some decent money. Yeah, and it's a fun show. Every it's a great, yeah. it's a beautiful theater, and it's like you know they're used to musicians, and they bring in big name musicians, and then they'll do comedy night. And I give a hundred percent of the budget to the comics. I don't make a dollar booking it for my friend. Mm-hmm. And I still have comics bitching they want more money. <laughs> like, oh, dude, uh, can you see if you can get you know another hundred bucks? I'm like, you're getting a hundred percent of it. Like, yeah. I'm not making any money. Yeah. I can't even say like, all right, I'll take it out of my money. Yeah, you're making a hundred percent, and they still bitch. Yeah, and it's like, well, then just don't take it. Yeah, like. I but I mean it's the scales. You got the guys like you were talking about that are making all the money and not paying anybody. Yeah. And you got guys who are giving it away. Who do you know who you're working with unless yeah. you can trust them? Yep. There's some guys who don't even get paid from the venue to do shows, but they still give you gas money out of their own pocket because they appreciate you coming. Yeah. Like, and I mean that's cool. They don't have to do that. But guess what? If I get a show, I start booking. I'm calling that guy. Yeah. Go, hey, I got this show I'm putting on. Like, I want you on it. Yeah. Because. He's done good. You got to treat people the way you want to be treated in this business. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, they will definitely fucking remember it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't go away. Oh, my God. What time? Where, where are we at? Uh, I got about 15. Okay. Woo-hoo. It's going by quick again. Yeah. I like you it. mentioned Steady. Indianapolis. I'll be there in a couple of weeks. Okay. Uh, if you're listening to this right now, I'll be there in a couple of weeks. Or if you're listening to this in the future, <laughs> yeah, I was there a couple there weeks now. ago. <laughs> he usually posted it maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow morning. Yeah. He's usually pretty quick about it. Um, I'm doing a set at the Indiana Comic Con. Okay. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, a friend of mine and I do a nerd comedy show. We go to anime cons, comic book cons, <laughs> fan events. Is it DJ Dangler by any chance? I do know DJ okay. Dangler, and he does have a show at Indiana Comic yeah, Con. Yeah, I was going to I know he does it almost every my year. My show is separate from his. Okay. Um, DJ is a great guy. And I actually think he's super hysterical. There's yeah. obviously a butt coming. Um, his <laughs> show is like comics. Yeah. My show is nerds. Nerds. Okay. There's that actual yeah. like. Where's a theme? A you real know, like theme. I was like, hey, uh, Tatooine's the white trash planet of the Star Wars universe, right? It's even <laughs> got the word tattoo right in it. So I'm doing jokes about Star Wars and yeah. comic books and That's things funny. like that. His <laughs> show is great, and there's great comics. That the it's but it's just a comedy show. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, and I would go see DJ by the way for sure. So if you're going to any Comic Con, go see oh, DJ no, yeah, show. DJ's He's great. great. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny that you do a show for nerds or whatever, and you and I get along so well. <laughs> the <laughs> other Jock, the other uh, the other movie I did, the horror comedy. My opening line is "What up, nerds? <laughs> yeah, just doing some nerd shit." That's funny. <laughs> Actually, in my podcast. Uh, which is about trivia. <laughs> and once every episode, in the middle, somebody will say something particularly nerdy because it's trivia and whatever. And then I'll s- say, oh, you won today's nerd prize. And I have a sound effect of Mark <laughs> going, nerd! That's <laughs> <Yeah>, funny. <laughs> <laughs> so he's the, that's one of his credits, voice of the nerd. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like there, picking on There's nerds. some comics here who would probably like your, uh, your, your nerd humor. Point them out. I'll give them wedgies. (laughs) 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 So I was also looking at your. um, My brain goes real back and forth Mm -hmm. at your uh, like IMDb stuff. Like, were you on on live at Gotham, or did you just do like (coughs) Comedy Central? No, no, live at Gotham, the uh, Access TV show. Okay. The uh, it's uh, they shoot it in that. Well, they used to do it in uh, Gotham Comedy Club and. uh, in uh, Midtown Manhattan, and it was such a great show. And I don't know if they're bringing it back. I don't mm-hmm. think they are. And it's 
See, it's I, I really heard something from show. some people that they were going to bring it back for Comedy Central again. Oh, really? And they were supposed to be doing it and picking new comics, but like I heard this like last year. Yeah. And you know, it was going to be harder to get on it, and pretty much. It's, you know what was crazy is uh, I I got on because somebody canceled, and Elaine Boozler was the host, and Boozler was like, "You guys should have Rick Adon on," and I know Chris Mazzelli, the owner. And he was like, yeah, I love Rick Adana. And they were like, call him. And so I got on. So there were like nice. people on the waiting list forever. Nice. Like, so you just wait, skip how'd you get yeah. on? And I was like, <laughs> that goes back to uh-huh. yeah, not people being a douche. You. Yeah. Something in the past, like you guys had a good connection. Yeah. It was like they thought of you immediately. That's yeah. that's how this shit works, man. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, that's what I've heard. <laughs> Dude, like 90% <laughs> of your work comes from referral and from friends. Yeah. And it's I know if I have – if I'm getting a gig – uh, first question I ask is, can I bring my own people? Because mm-hmm. I want to be surrounded you with- You want to, yeah. You know, guys who, like, on the way down here, Jerry and I were going over material. I yep. have a bunch of, uh, I couldn't sleep last night, and I was writing down all these <laughs> topics, and him and I started kind of going back and forth on them. And it's like, you know, if I wouldn't have had Jerry with me, I would have had the drive down by myself, mm-hmm. and it would have, you know- yeah. That would have just sat in my pocket the whole time. Then tonight when I got to the gig, I would, you know, look at it and go, ah, I'll do it another night. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't get ready yeah. for it or whatever. Um, that's, but, that's a fun part of traveling with your friends to, to gigs, man. It's like yeah. the – That's, that's, that's probably game. The, the most fun that I've had. Like, you, it's usually more fun than the show is going yeah. to and coming <laughs> from the gig. Yeah, I mean, that's the idea behind the podcast I do, Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling, is bringing the audience what we do in the green room. Okay. And it's, you know, we tell a street joke, we have a cocktail and discuss what we're drinking, and then we just start telling stories. And it's usually about the road. And Yeah. You know, I say my original idea for a podcast was going to be called The Ride Home. Where we just put a microphone in the car as we bullshit ride about home. the gig yeah. on the way home. Yeah, but Do you believe it, that lady in the front row? What a fuck! <laughs> yeah, it would have been all ninety percent. <laughs> you had to be there. Stories. Probably, oh, we've had so. some fucking good conversations. <laughs> yeah, there's been some good ones. Some ones that we wish we had recorded. But <laughs> sometimes when I get so tired that I'm like afraid to fall asleep on the drive, <laughs> my buddy and I do the bluest, most disgusting stories we can tell and we just make up these horrible that if anybody ever overheard it (laughs) like immediately i would be shunned from like everybody to ruin your reputation makes the aristocrats look tame (laughs) yeah (laughs) prevents us blushing jesus rick adonna (laughs) i used to watch uh the green room yeah such a good show i've been Mm -hmm. i've watched i've Still watch, you know, over Go again. back and yeah, watch exactly. them over and over yeah. again. Prevenza is like the most talented dude. He just, and he knows everything. Yeah. When he was on the set, when because he's in the pilot, the Radio Gods pilot, I would just sit and like, just tell listen. me more yeah, stories. Just, tell, <laughs> he was in Steve Martin's play and traveled around the country. At, Steve Martin was the director. Wow. And like... <laughs> Who the hell does that? <laughs> like, who has those stories? Yeah. You have to be Steve Martin to have a story about traveling with Steve Martin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. Uh, he, the guy's history is so insane. Yeah. And I, I mean, he knows everybody in this <clears throat> business. Yeah. He, I, I just, I love, 
And it was like uh, Elaine Boozler, just speaking of her, like, uh, so I went to the Middle East with her. And her and I connected and we're talking. And she used to date Andy Kaufman. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So she has stories for days, you know, just (laughs) tell me. And then I find out maybe a week in, her husband, Bill, Used to be the manager of the doors. Wow. Jesus. So now we have these stories. Oh, yeah, like huge doors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, more on his yeah. arm. Yeah. And she just uh, she retired this week. That's cool. Elaine man. retired as a comic. She's, wow. She'll never be completely no, retired. Yeah, I don't She's, she can she can't do a single thing without being funny. Yeah. I mean everything she did was hysterical. Mm-hmm. She went up to order cheese at the <laughs> we were at the I think it was the Paris airport. She went up to the, like, we were going to have a picnic in the middle of the airport. Like, went and got a big cloth and shit and cheese and crackers. <laughs> and we, like, did, like, a whole picnic like we are in the yeah. fucking meadow. <laughs> <laughs> but she's up there ordering shit, and I'm cracking up, and she's fucking with these guys who barely can speak English. And it was, like, <laughs> it was so much fun. And, it's you know, she's never going to be out of comedy. Yeah. She's just not going to perform stand-up, I think. And, that, uh, and that's the fun, like, it's the crazy about You can meet somebody in this business that literally knows the most famous people in the world, mm-hmm. but they never bring it up. Yeah. You know? Well, they might one day, you just, you figure it yeah. out, but, like, you never know who you're going to meet who knows somebody. Yeah. Like, I got a good friend of mine who fucking knew Bill Hicks, and he was Man. Mitch Hedberg's roommate. Like, oh, shit. How fucking cool is that? Mm-hmm. You know? And he never talks about it. Yeah. You know? It's, it's what we were saying earlier, though, like... Guys that are in- mm-hmm. extremely talented don't have egos. Yeah, you know it's like uh, the guys who have the great stories don't need to tell you. Yeah, you know, yeah. like <laughs> it's a treat when they do. So yeah, just- all of a sudden you listen in, like, oh, <laughs> oh, Steve's going to talk. Everybody listen. <laughs> He's been quiet for seventeen years. <laughs> when we were on set, R- Rick Overton was good friends with Robin Williams. They were like best friends. Rick's going to tell stories, and we had this PA who's, like, 20 years old, wouldn't mm-hmm. shut the fuck up. <laughs> and he's, like, trying to tell, well, oh, yeah, because when I watched the bird, ca- we're like, nobody cares about it. <laughs> you watched it? Yeah. Rick was in it. He was on the set. Like, let's hear his story. Yeah. Fuck yeah. your Please. story where you're Please. sitting yeah. at home. Now, did y'all him? say that to him? Because, like, I'm the guy who would totally shut the fucking dude up so I can hear the cool story. Every time we'd tell him <laughs> to be quiet, he would, like, quiet down but then he was the guy who had to always have input mm-hmm. he always had to have input and it's like dude you're like 20 years old shut the <laughs> fuck up like yep. nobody cares about <laughs> your story you have no life yet <laughs> 20 years from now you might be interesting yeah <laughs> yeah I, even dude even when Maybe. i was in my teens and 20s i didn't even like talking the girls my age because i was like they're not interesting yeah they have nothing <laughs> to say i have nothing to say i want to hear good shit are they interesting now uh, <laughs> girls his age? No. <laughs> Maybe in pictures. I'll be in look at my cat. <laughs> the, uh, um, oh man, I just had, oh, talking about uh, Provenza and Rick and uh, a Boozler and all these guys. So I was watching an old, um, I don't remember if it was like, might have been like Oprah. And it had the comic relief guys on it. And I was watching it because Bob Zamuda was on it. And he ran comic relief. And for the history of, if people don't know who Bob Zamuda is, he was Andy Kaufman's writer. And he would play uh, oh, he would play yeah. the lounge singer, Tony right. Clifton, Tony Cliff, yeah. when Andy would be Andy. But then they would, you know, 
when they were mm-hmm. so when everybody thought like Tony Clifton was Andy Zamuda would come out in the Tony Clifton outfit yeah. and they were talking about what they were doing for comic relief and they're like yeah we're even taking over it's like Groucho Marx night at the at Shea Stadium with the Mets Elaine Boozler singing the national anthem and I'm just sitting there like oh shit <laughs> like, god it must it's have been fun really to be around that time yeah. shit man the old you watch these old interviews and stuff on YouTube and they're all there now and they're mm-hmm. so good and you realize how how much fun comedy used to be now it's a no offense Jerry but now it's a game for nerds <laughs> it really is like now it's so many nerds people aren't out living life they're just like analyzing yeah. it and every there's not too many of those rock star comedians anymore yeah well and most and new and comics are like. Oh wow! Okay, this guy's Mitch Hedberg. If he wasn't a good writer, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like nobody's like nobody's a ri- out everybody's trying their to life. be someone else. Yeah. yeah, nobody wants to like live their own life and put themselves out there. Mm-hmm. Like, be vulnerable. Like, I tell a lot of long form stories because I hope it's a vulnerability that people in the audience like go with me on mm-hmm. it. But it's like uh, most of the comics I see. They're working, and I hate being the old man, but it's like a lot of these guys are doing safe, even though they're pretending it's edgy mm-hmm. because they're, like, making it dirty. But it's all very safe stuff, so when somebody calls them out, they can either deny it or accept it. Yeah. So if you say, hey, that bit's really good, like, I know, right? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I don't like that bit. Well, it's supposed to offend. Yeah. Uh, you know? Comedy's <laughs> supposed to offend. I'm, <laughs> I'm just trying to make you think. And it's like, no, it's just a shitty joke. You're making yeah. me think that you can't write. You're making <laughs> me think. Good it's, job. Everybody, I mean, it's that thing. Like, they wear ironic shirts or something, you know? So when you're <laughs> like, hey, the Smurfs suck. And they're like, I know, it's ironic. But if you're like, I really like the Smurfs, so do I. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who's your favorite, Papa? Like, you can't be fucking vulnerable. You can't, like, that's why all those guys were so great, the rock star guys, is because there was a vulnerability behind that rock star image yeah. that you could clearly see. Yeah. Like, there was real intelligence yeah, they behind trying it. they weren't to hide it. Yeah. And it, I just, I... I miss that kind of cool thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like, I mean, I, the the greats are all doing yeah. being vulnerable mm-hmm. yeah. and stuff. But like, I don't get to work with the greats because I'm trying to headline myself yeah. now. So it's like, you You're know, at you that level to where like you either have to like stay a middle and then work with people or yeah. try to go past that point and then you'll never get to work with them unless yeah. 10 years down the road you're doing an event together. Yeah. You know. A lot of the guys I start with and that were like my really good buddies, it's like I never get to work with you anymore Yep. because we're both trying to close rooms. Yep. I mean, this weekend's going to be a really special treat. Our friend Sean Lynch is flying in from L.A. and he's on the shows with yeah. us. But he's literally doing it because he needs to be in New York next week for all these St. Patrick's Day shows. <laughs> so he's going to be on the East Coast. And he was, I told him, I said, like, hey, man, you know, like, if you want, I have these gigs. He's like, yeah. And he, like, didn't care about the money or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, it was more of a reunion. It was, yeah, yeah. for yeah. us to all get mm-hmm. to hang out. And it's like, this, is gonna, this week is going to be, like, so fun and so, you know, like, I'm probably going to advance as if uh, like it was three months in one weekend because we're yeah. going to push each other to yeah. the limits yeah. there's no letting up and there's a certain thing to, to say about you are f- you're as funny as the people you hang around with yeah and that's really hard i'm a big fan of i want my middle to be amazing mm-hmm. i want 
them to make me sweat. I want to be nervous. I want to be in the green room See, walking around yeah, going, up. Oh, we were talking about this recently. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but somebody wanted the middle to, like, tone it down. Like, uh, that, to like, me, is like... Oof. Yeah, like, uh, to me, I always thought, like, you know, if you're the headliner, you should be able to go up after anyone. Yeah. That's why you got to that point. Yeah. yeah. I told well, you maybe not Sunday anyone, but whoever's Jamie. featuring yeah. for you. Telling me to go quiet for 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, that's what it was, yeah. I, he dude, knows him. <laughs> I, I was... Uh, I was kind of pissed off I, I saw online i think this is what sparked our thing somebody wrote online that they overheard uh, two road headliners saying that they don't like their feature acts to be to kill or whatever and like he was basically giving himself a hand job saying like <laughs> they're afraid of me but like yeah and then, he, then they all started bad mouthing road comics and i'm like <laughs> It's funny because the people who are trashing the road comics don't work in the city. They're not they're mm-hmm. not passed at any club in New York City, so it's kind of like huh. I don't get your <laughs> point. So they're just on a high horse for no reason. Yeah, they're trying to they're trying to make everybody on the thread go, "Oh, they must be somebody special." Yeah. And it's like, I mean, here's the thing. If you can blow me off the stage, fucking do it. <laughs> like do it cuz yeah. I'm going to step up. Yeah. If you know, but I, I also, if you work in New York City, like you have to go up after Lisa Lampanelli yep. and Jim mm-hmm. Norton. There's yep. no like, you can't make an excuse like, well, they they have to close the show because they're so. It's like, no, no, no. you're going they up. Get, Everybody's doing twenty spot. minutes. Yeah, and I look at it as, hey, if Jim Norton goes up and it's destroying the room, I'm going to go on and try to catch that wave. Yeah, yeah. I might fucking wipe out, but. <laughs> You never get the great, you know, like the great surfing story if yeah. you're afraid to jump on the wave. That's a perfect metaphor. That's <laughs> also how we met. If I, if you remember, probably not. I'm oh, an alcoholic. Well, there is that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not coffee. Uh, because the story ends with Mark saying something nice about me. I oh, to like tell, the tell the story. Yeah. <laughs> well, like we were doing some. That you're going to say I was throwing up in a dumpster. Mike in Toledo <laughs> that he was closing. Mm-hmm. And I was just oh, one yeah, of like the seven or eight people. Kid. And then, you know, I did five minutes. I had a good set, just whatever. And then you closed it. And then afterwards, you came up to me and said, dude, no, I was no. just sitting back here like it's a show. And then you went up, and I realized now I got to work. Yeah. Like, and I, <laughs> I loved elevated it. Elevated the room. It, it made, uh, he went up and crushed. And nice. it was like, everybody else did good. They were doing good, but it was like very, okay, Middle you know, it. whatever. And, yeah. But then when he went up and he started, he was crushing this audience, and I was like, oh, fuck, I better go look at my notes. I better, <laughs> you know, get ready. Yeah, but I, that, that, that feels good. I love it. I, I think that's when I feel most alive is when I'm afraid to go up. Yeah. If, like, get a couple guys go up and they again. do mediocre and then I have to go up after, it's like, yeah, whatever. I you mean, follow I'm, that same – I same can, energy. Yeah, I'll just do my thing, and people will go, you were funny, and that's it. But, like, <laughs> if somebody goes up and is, like, throwing heat, it's like, fuck, I got to step up. Yeah. If I'm the last one to go up and, like, someone before me does good, I get excited. I'm like, now I feel like I want to do my best. Yeah. If everyone eats shit, I'm like, I'm just going to hone it in because I just want to get out of here, too. Yeah. But if I go up in the early in the sets, I try to be the one who starts the good set. Yeah. So people behind me can, like, try to follow it. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Like it's you're a, especially talk, if you're I'm talking about, with. like, shall we just say just killing it. But how about – because I middle a lot. I host, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
occasionally closed one-nighters or something, but mostly middling. What about, not if they're having an off night or killing it, but subject matter? Like, what if well, your middle goes up and spends 20 minutes, you know, talking about Jesus's period or something, <laughs> and then the room's, like, you know, slowly melting? Yeah. Well, that's And then it's not just that they had an off night or yeah. got well, a double instead of a home run, but they've I, actually turned the crowd. A lot of what I think with that kind of stuff is, is I, I, I don't blame the comic. I almost blame the room, because why did you book a guy that's going to go up and do that? <laughs> yeah. But sure. secondly, is a, a, okay, say you go up and you just throw a fucking dive and mm-hmm. you know put this crowd into the shitter. Now I have that same feeling of like, oh, shit, I got to <laughs> save bring this. It. Yeah, I got to save it. this. Yeah. Because at the end of the night, if the, the middle ate shit and mm-hmm. then I go up and just do okay – the end of the night, everybody's walking out going, show wasn't that good. Yeah. yeah. Now, if, if the middle eat shit and then I go up and kill, at the end of the night, everybody goes, that was look, a great show. It makes you look way yeah. better. That was a great, yeah. you know, and then everybody goes, you know, the you get booked back when you hear mm-hmm. it was a good show. Nobody goes, it was a good show. And you go, well, which comic was good? Yeah. yeah. Like the yeah. club owner don't care. Well, he just wants it to be an all I just have show. to... S- on behalf of features everywhere, I'm not going to say where, but last summer I was spending a weekend featuring in a professional environment, mm-hmm. and I'm getting applause breaks and ovations and killing it, and the headliner was the worst headliner I've ever worked with. <laughs> What's his name? Pe- people were walking <laughs> out, out and complaining on their way out. I can't believe you're talking about Sean Lynch <laughs> like this. <laughs> what, what, what's his initials? Uh, I, I, I'm not going to say. But it, it, that actually came back on me, too, because people are walking out going... What a crappy show because the yeah. headliner's bombing. Yeah. No one's remembering that yeah. half an hour ago hey, I was killing like it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Even as they're walking past you, yeah. they still just it's out of their head. Well, and the, and the other thing is with subject matter, sometimes people get they, they get mad like we were talking about uh, where it's like, oh, I do a bit that's similar to that, so don't talk about kids and I don't <laughs> want you to talk about <laughs> your you wife know, or talk your, about your family. Uh, One yes, of my yeah. closest friends is this guy, Vinny Nardiello. We live insanely parallel lives you know we got <laughs> married right around the same time we both have two kids right around the same time we both talk about our dogs because we're like obsessed with our dogs we have all the same subject matter mm-hmm. but i can still go on the show with them because my take is different than yeah. it is it's the same stuff <laughs> like somebody could possibly complain like well, all they did is talk about kids yeah. but it's like you know but they were very different yeah. you know like his take and my take are very different to the thing and also if i'm working with them i lay a little off of that and try to go in a different direction but if you know they have similar material and you've got extra you can pull from then it is good to flip it yeah so the audience doesn't see yeah but i would never tell him hey don't do your bit on no because it's my job to be able to go up at the end you're confident in your stand-up yeah and (laughs) it's i know nobody can do the exact same (laughs) somebody can take a punchline out of my act and put it in theirs but they can't do my stories yeah so it's like i'll go up after anybody even if i tell them to do they they're going to do all the same topics as me because i guarantee they don't have the exact same stories Mm -hmm. i mean i know like four guys who have parachuting stories I'll go on right after they did theirs and go, oh, well, my experience with parachuting was a little different because nobody has my exact thing. We have similar stuff involved because in parachuting, there's about five things that can happen. (laughs) But they. And one of them you're not telling the story about. (laughs) But they're all uh, uh, from my point of view, from my story, my perspective, and theirs is from theirs. As a comedy nerd, 
Yes. One of my pet peeves, even if I'm in the audience just enjoying the show, is if you can tell if the headliner did not watch the feature. Oh, yeah. I hate that. Yeah. Sometimes it'll, something they will come up in crowd work. Yeah. Or sometimes there'll be a joke that's really similar. I don't just mean like, oh, we both have stories about. Because occasionally, you know. Just yeah, but you joke. can point it out. Right. Well, yeah. but I've seen people not point it out and just well, do like their version of the joke. And then they're confused because no one's yeah, laughing. They, yeah, they don't. Yeah. There's not a hacky premise. It's just hacky punchlines. Like, <laughs> that's how I look at it. It's like, look, uh, how uh, it's hacky to talk about relationships. Really? <laughs> Every comedian's going to lose about a half hour of their shit because <laughs> yeah. that's what people talk about. But if all of your jokes are so broadly brushed, mm-hmm. the punchlines can but be you similar. see it a mile away. If yeah. you, now, if you're being specific and doing your point of view, all of us in this room could do relationship material and it will all be different. Mm-hmm. As but soon as John girl. gets in a relationship, he'll be able to. I try not to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The single life. <laughs> the single life. It uh, sure is Me fun. and Travis were talking about this the other day. You said you're married. Yes. Is, has comedy interfered with your marriage? Um, well, I was doing comedy when I met my wife. Okay. So there's no, like, you got to go back to what, the way it was or yeah. you're not home enough. <laughs> like, this is the way we know each other and this is the way it works. So How long have you been married? I've uh, been uh, with my wife 10 okay. years, but uh, married seven. That's kind of the same situation with my ex. She met me as I was a stand-up. Yeah. And then about three or four years into it, I wasn't home enough. Okay. I'm like, ah, you kind of you kind of knew. Yeah. But well, I mean, that's – I mean, <laughs> anytime that, that it kind of comes up with, like, you know, people will be like, huh, what do you, how do you deal with him being gone so much? Like, we both kind of know that, like, look, I would rather be home. Yes. But this is what I do for a living. Mm-hmm. This is my version of – Nine to five. It's your job. I'm gone. You know, Friday and Saturday, you're not going to see me. Um, I in, in some ways, had, it's more stressful now that you have kids, right? Well, it's way more stressful. But like, look, I, I, look at a lawyer's hours. Look at yeah. a doctor's yeah. hours. So you're usually home Monday. I'm through. home. Yeah, Monday okay. to Wednesday, Monday to Thursday. I'm home 24 hours a okay. day. So I spend probably more time with my kids than. Somebody with a nine yeah. to five job, yeah. mm-hmm. because I spend all day with them, you know. But yeah, then when I'm gone, I'm hour, gone. You're, you're yeah, like if you more. if we had the clock in, I'm sure I'm doing better <laughs> You'd be than overtime. Yeah, <laughs> where also talking about managers, the guy who manages me, we had a like a a meeting when we first started working together. I said I want to stay local until these kids are a little bit older. Yeah. So, like, I still will go out and do the occasional long gig, road gig. Like, I'm gone for two and a half weeks for this run. But I'm home all the way until summer for the rest of the year gotcha. where I'm doing just Friday, Saturday gigs. And most of them are driving home and sleeping in my own bed, waking up with the kids. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm still spending, you know, the first part of the day with them. Yeah. Even when on the weekends. Yeah. But – you know, we live in Philadelphia. There's so much work mm. within five hours of yep. New York and Philadelphia down the D.C. and New England yep. that it's like you can make a, a – you know, make a great living, but you can make a decent living not yeah. leaving the tri-state area. Yep. So it's not like – Not even having to fly. Yeah. Yep. And so right now I'm focusing on that to, you know, just – 
I want to watch my kids grow up. Yeah, I remember when, I, when my first when my son was born, I was gone for the first six weeks after he was born. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. Yeah, you monster. Uh, <laughs> I well, you know what? To be honest, the, the when my wife and I got married, three days after our wedding, I left for a month for a USO tour, <laughs> and after our first son was born, about a week after he was born, I left for a month to do a USO tour. No, I don't do them anymore, but <laughs> <laughs> but I was like I was, the lady who I go out with was like uh your wife's probably going to hate me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, she gets it. I mean, yeah. think I always said to her when that would happen, I'd say like look at the guys who are actually deployed. They're gone for a year. Yeah. I go for a month. Like and I'm not in danger. It's not like you have to Stay up at night by the phone because you might get a call. <laughs> yeah. Something happened. Yeah. If something happened, it was probably like, uh, Mark got drunk and fell off a tank. <laughs> 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 Broke his leg. Any, any phone call with a story about Mark that doesn't end with him shitting his pants. Is yeah. A, it's, it's a good it's one. Good it's a good one, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather break my leg than shit my pants again. <laughs> well, shit. Uh, that's pretty much it. We're about to wrap up. Mm. Uh, you guys want to plug your Twitters or your Instagrams or... Yeah, I mean, no. <laughs> at Mark Riccadonna, it's yeah. I'm the only one, so just you can look it up and it's Mark with a K and uh, drinks, jokes, and storytelling podcast. And I did that uh, podcast. Both those uh, check out. Just uh, look up my podcasts. I have three trivia: Gold Star Classroom, Nerd Culture. The most recent episode is about Star Wars, and it's called the Action Comedy Nerd Show. And I do a podcast. Little fun fact: I beat up everyone on his podcast. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so it's going to be a special episode. Yeah. <laughs> and I do another uh, podcast where I interview comedians about religion. Oh. It's called the Comical Heathen. Nice. And Mark has been on it, so yeah, it's check out one. the episode with him. And DJ Dangler's been on it too. Okay, nice. I'm going to do a podcast up. called "Meet Me at the Flagpole at 3:15, Nerd." <laughs> 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 yes, sir. Sorry, sir. Wedgie hour. <laughs> And it's right after your podcast. I take your guest outside. <laughs> you just continue it. It's a, video, it's a video podcast, so they go fucking watch it. And you hear them just like, oh, I don't want to. Uh, can we do a little more time? <laughs> Those are all on iTunes, you by you the way. So. The fucking door. <laughs> Let's go, nerd. Come on, nerd. Time right. for your. So, Reggie. yep. We good? Yeah, I'm we're good. And Travis Charles at everything. Ah, shut up. No one cares about you. You're at Blue Chinchilla. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys Blue next week. Blue Chinchilla. <laughs>